Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, uh, where do I want you to turn? Um, thank you, Lord. Go to Psalms chapter 8. Psalms chapter 8, and we'll, we'll, get, we'll get there in a little bit. But last week, there was some things that I just really believe the Holy, the Holy Spirit said some things. <laughs> you know, uh, there was some things that, that came out of me. It wasn't something that I necessarily had, had studied. Some of the things that, you know, were, were things that I had already prepared in my heart. But how it came out was totally by the Holy Spirit. And we talked of Jesus because out of what the Lord's had in my heart, I've been talking about faith and the, the connection of faith and the fear of the Lord. And some of the things that we've learned, we learned in, uh, in Isaiah chapter 11, it tells us that Jesus delighted in the fear of the Lord. And we learned that someone that fears the Lord, if you won't be a great person of faith if, you, if, you aren't not, if you're not one that fears the Lord. And if you are someone that fears the Lord, you will be someone that pursues God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. He that comes to God must believe that he is, and he's rewarded of those that diligently seek him. So, so we will not be great people of faith if we're not people that fear the Lord, and we won't be people that fear the Lord if we're not ones that seek after him. Amen. He takes pleasure in those that fear the Lord, and faith is what pleases God. These are some of the things we talked about. And, and last week I referred to a scripture, and this just really came by the Holy Spirit. It wasn't something I had prepared, but he told me to go to, at, right at the transition of worship, he said, I want you to go to Malachi. And, and so there's this verse in Malachi, verse 5, um, and they'll, they'll put it up on the screen if they're able to. Uh, Malachi 5, you don't need to turn there, but it says this, my covenant was with him. Because one of the issues in this time is not only did they rob God by, by not giving of their tithes and offerings, but also one of the things, because that's what we usually focus on in Malachi, but really the first two chapters of Malachi talk about they stopped fearing the name. They didn't fear the name. And here in verse 5, it says, my covenant was with him, one of life and peace. And I gave them to him that he might fear me. So he feared me. And, and was reverent before my name. And that he he's talking about is the Messiah that would come. And we see this even in just 400 years later. They called him the 400 silent years between Malachi and Matthew. 400 silent years. Some say there was really no speaking prophet at the time. But yet you still had people that were pursuing God and pursuing and waiting for the Messiah. But yet you had this Messiah that this is referring to come on the scene. And when the disciples ask them, ask him to teach them to pray, what does he do? Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. See, when I'm praying to God, I'm seeking God. And if, I, if I'm seeking God, it means that I'm putting myself in a position of, that I honor him, that he's the one that has the answer that I need. Right? So our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Jesus, this wasn't just Jesus coming on the scene to give us something cute to, to, to be able to pray when we didn't know how to pray. No, he, when he came on the scene and they asked him that, he was telling them, 
how he prays, how he lives his life. This is how I approach God. This is how I approach my father. My father is special. My father, I reverence my father. I honor my father. He is special to me. He is, he is, he is wonderful to me. He's amazing to me. My father, I am leaning upon him. Hallowed be thy name. Meaning there's no other one like him. There's no one I can compare to him. There's no one I'm going to go to. There's not another God I can pray to. There's not another God I can see. I'm going to, I'm going to hallow my father's name and, and I'm going to pursue him. And how did he get to a place where he would even pray this prayer? The word. He didn't just born into the earth one day and all of a sudden he knew mentally everything that he needed to do to connect with God. He had to follow the word. He discovered himself in the word. He discovered himself in the word. He saw himself in the word. As a 12-year-old young boy, it said he grew. He grew in wisdom and favor with God and man. Contrary to what some, Jesus wasn't doing miracles in the sandbox. He had to grow. He had to grow. He had to grow. Say, he had to grow. He had to grow. Now, if he had to grow, that means I've got to grow. Yeah. Hallowed be thy name. So Jesus came with this understanding of, of the importance of God's name because of the revelation of it in the word. Let's look at Psalm chapter 8, verse 1. Can you put that up there, Kay? New King James is fine. Psalms chapter 8, verse 1. Let's read this together. Our Lord, O Lord, sorry, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who has set your glory above the heavens. Let's go to verse 9. Let's read this. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. So why was Jesus honored the name, Tommy? Because he knew this word. How excellent is his name. This word excellent is kind of like the word in the New Testament. It's similar it's not the same word, but it really, to me, has the same connotation, meaning you just can't totally define it. It doesn't have one definition to say, oh, this is what excellence is. In the New Testament, it would be like the word divine, like we have been given divine nature. See, there's divine. How do you, how do you define divine? All you can define divine is godlike. That, that, that I can't, there's, there's, there's too many words to be able to try to express one word. And, and that's how this word in the Hebrew excellence is. There's, it's wide, it's vast, it's glorious, it's grand, it's, it's mega, it's, it's more than I can comprehend in my thinking. How excellent, how amazing, how, I mean, it's so beyond just our natural understanding to try to even describe how excellent this name is, Pastor Phil. How excellent is his name in all 
the earth. There's nothing that compared to it. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent is his name in all the earth, all the earth. Let's go to Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. Remember, Jesus reverenced the name because he knew the word. Exodus 3. Look at verse 13. I'm just going to teach for here for a little bit. Verse 13 says, Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? So Moses is saying, wait, wait a minute. Okay, come on, God. You want me to go to the most powerful man in the world, in the earth. And when they ask me a question, what is his name? What is his name? Meaning, wait a minute, you're coming. See, when Pharaoh would send people to another king, they would say, well, who's, who are you coming on behalf of? Pharaoh. <laughs> you may. <laughs> Why? Because they knew who Pharaoh was. So this is just a practice that would happen in that time that, wait a minute, you're going to take all of the people that are building my kingdom, the people that are building buildings dedicated to me, and you're going to take them and leave? <laughs> well, what is his name? I haven't heard of this guy because up till now, far as I know, I'm the man. <laughs> what is his name? And he, say, he says this. He goes, what is his name? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, the, he said, thus, you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Moreover, God said to Moses, thus, you shall say to the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. Now get this. This is my name forever. And this is my memorial, my memorial, my memorial to all generations. Now, if this is a memorial to all generations, it would include Jesus. If this name was going to bring deliverance to them for all generations, then it would also bring deliverance to Jesus' day, and then it would bring, it would bring deliverance and freedom to our day. Can I get an amen? amen? And so he says, I am that I am. Now, this is another word that's kind of hard to to describe because I am all it pretty much it simplified means exist. I exist. I exist. It also can refer to he's perfect. It's also 
means to be independent, to be independent from anything else. I am that I am. See, Jesus could honor this name because he knew the name. He understood the name. You see, you and I, we just see, a lot of times we just see words. We see God or we see Jesus. Let's see how, Lord, help me break this down the best way. In our understanding, you were born Phil Thurman. That's a name. As you grew up, you got older and you graduated from high school. Now you are a graduate, Phil Thurman, of whatever you went to. As you got older, you got married to Pastor Diane. And so now you took on a name of husband. It's a name. Then, after a period of time, you had children. Then you got another name, and that is father. Then after a period of time, as the Lord worked in your life and you stepped into ministry, you also had another title that became pastor. So that's another name. I want to say it this way, because every name that you receive, upon that name and upon that title comes another responsibility. Right? I want you to see the word responsibility in a different way, that every name has a response with an ability. Every name has a response with an ability. So when he received a new name, all of a sudden now he had a response to the ability that he was given. So if we look at, we look at God or Jesus, Jehovah, as being a healer, we're seeing God, but now we're seeing how he responds with his ability. Jesus knew the Father. He didn't know of God. He knew God. He just didn't know of the word. He knew the word. And you and I need to step beyond of just knowing about something to where we know it. I don't just know of God, I know God. I, I, I just don't, I just haven't heard about God, but now I know God. Paul said this way, I know in whom I have believed. He didn't say I know what I believe. See, often in our life of faith, we're too busy trying to get a what. Paul didn't say I know what I believe. Paul said I know in whom I have believed. See, it's more about knowing a who than knowing a what. And so often we're trying to possess material assets instead of possessing him. And as we possess him, we get everything he has because it is the, is the response to his ability. So when Jesus was saying, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He was coming from a position that he knew who he was and he knew 
how God would respond with his ability. Can I get an amen? amen? Our Lord, oh Lord, our Lord. Now, it's interesting. If you look at that word back in, back in Psalms 8, and he says, oh Lord. Can you put that up again, verse 1? So I'm just going to, the Holy Spirit teach us. Psalms 8, verse 1. Some of you may have heard me say this before. Now, look at that word, O Lord, our Lord. Now, it's interesting. I'm like, why did, you, why, why did you write it like that? What does that really mean to me? I mean, were they, did someone just have the caps locked down? I mean, was it, what, is it, so when you see things like that in Scripture, you have to say, there's got to be something significant there. What does that mean? So when you see the... O Lord, and you look at the bigger L and then O-R-D that are capitalized. Anytime you see that in Scripture, in the King James, that means Jehovah. If you see it, the capital L with the lowercase O-R-D, that means Adonai. Be father, master, ruler. So, but if we look at O Lord, the first one, that's Jehovah. Now, as I was just studying this and, and was looking at the, the writing of this word Jehovah, do you know what the root of this word is in, of Jehovah? The primitive root word is Haya. Not Haya Haya, as in higher, higher. Haya Haya. <laughs> it's Haya. And it is actually, if, you, if, if we were to look here in Exodus chapter 3 and we look at the word I am, they're the same word, Haya. So I, I am is in Jehovah. You can't separate the I am from Jehovah because the I am is part of Jehovah. Go look it up. Go look it up in the Hebrew. The phrase I am is the root of the word Jehovah. The self-existent one that doesn't need, he ever living, ever loving God in whom nothing is impossible. So Jesus was intimate, personally intimate with the Father. Hallelujah. Okay, can you put up Daniel chapter 11? Daniel chapter 11. We're still reviewing, referring to the way Jesus saw things. Daniel chapter 11. Hallelujah. Just laying a foundation here. Go to verse 32. Hallelujah. Let's read this together. Those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery, but the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Next verse. And those of the people who understand shall instruct many. And stop there. So the person that knows their God, there's several things that happen. It says they shall be strong and they shall do great exploits. Another translation say those that, those that know their God shall be strong and take action. Those that know their God shall be strong and go forward. Those that know their God shall understand and what? And instruct many. 
That's what Jesus was doing. Jesus, because he knew his father, Jesus was strong. And because he knew his father, he took action. Because Jesus knew his father, he did great exploits. Because he knew his father, he went forward. Because he knew his father, he had great understanding and he was able to instruct many. So Jesus had a personal understanding of the name. We talk about a name, we're talking about ability, we're talking about character. We're talking about the way he, way someone does something. Now let's go to John 5. John 5. John 5. Hallelujah. Verse 41, Jesus speaking. He, Jesus honored the Father. He relied on the Father. It says, I do not receive honor from men, but I know you that you do not have the love of God in you. Verse 43 says, I have come in what? My Father's name. And you don't receive me. Whose name did he come in? He came in the I am's name. He came in his ruler's name. He came in his master's name. He didn't, he didn't come in his own ability. He came in the ability of someone that was greater. Hallelujah. He goes, if another comes in his own name, him you will receive. Now think about that. How often do we receive someone's information and don't even know them? Amen. It's interesting. I'll hear people tell me about what's happening in the news, and I'm like, well, you're, you're getting part, part of that right, but they didn't tell the whole story. And yet you're believing in their name, and yet you don't know their name? And yet I'm coming to you on behalf of God's name and you won't believe what I say? That's what Jesus was saying. We have to stop li listening to unfamiliar voices. That's part of this year being a year where we stay in faith, stay focused and not being distracted by the enemy. Jesus knew his father's voice. I, he, I didn't come in my own name. I came in my father's name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How can you believe who, you, who receive from honor from one another and do not seek the honor that comes from the only God? Wow. Hallelujah. Go to Hebrews chapter one. Almost done with my introduction. <laughs> Won't keep you long. Just, I just need to share some of these things so you can see where we're going. Now, before I read Hebrews one, Because the Lord wants to empower us this morning. Amen. 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 Whether you realize it or not, right now you're being empowered. Yes. Now, one of the thought for the foundation of, of my introduction is Jesus said in John 17, verse 6, he said this. He goes, I have manifested your name. So if we look at the life of Jesus, Jesus said, I manifested I revealed your name. In John 17, 26, 
He said, I came to reveal your name. Amplified says, I came to make your character known. So if you want to see what God is like, look at Jesus. You want to see how, you're like, well, no one knows God. No one knows God. No, no one can understand God. Yes, I can. Look at Jesus. How did Jesus, how, did, how, did Je, how, how would God respond in this situation? Look at what Jesus did. Because everything he did was to reveal the name and reveal the character. Colossians 1 tells us, tells us this, says that Jesus is the visible representation of the invisible. Wow. So I can see exactly what God does. I can know exactly what God does by looking at Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. The I am is in our midst. Let's look at Hebrews 1. Verse 1. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days, say last days, days. spoken to us, say us, us. by his son, say his son. son. Wow. Whom he has appointed heir of all things, to whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. Wow. So this son that he's referring to is going to be the express image of his person. It's another scripture. That if you want to you see God, look at Jesus. The brightness of his glory. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins. Let me ask you a question. Has that already happened? Then it says, he sat down at the right hand of majesty on high. Has that happened? Yes. Having become so much better than the angels as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Wow. So Jesus is now saying of Jesus that when he ascended and he sat down at the right hand of the father received a more excellent name. Say a more excellent name. Hallelujah. A more excellent name. Say a more excellent name. Go to Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1. Now, last week I said something, and um, I need to apologize because I think that's a matter of integrity. Is... Not that what I was saying was wrong, but I read the scripture wrong. I quoted the scripture wrong. And so I want to I wanna make, uh, make amends with that because it wasn't an intent to deceive or make the words to say something that it wasn't saying. Amen? Is it okay for me to, yes, to, to apologize? I said it publicly so I can yeah. repent publicly. 
What I said as I was speaking, it wasn't a scripture we turned to, but I used the scripture that when Jesus humbled himself, that God exalted him and gave him a name above every name. Remember I said that? But I, I missed a part of the verse because it says, give him a name above every name. And then it goes in that every knee would bow and every tongue confess in heaven and in earth, right? I, I missed out the, that every knee would bow and every tongue would confess in heaven and, and in earth about that where they would wear that name, under that name, it would bow. I, I talked about his name being, being greater. So when we use the name Jesus, we're using the, a more excellent name. And that's true, but I, I quoted the scripture wrong. So I, 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 wanted to make, I wanted to make amends with that, okay? Do you, you forgive me? But what I said is also talked about here and what I was communicating because this more excellent name, we also see in Ephesians chapter one. Let's look at this in Ephesians one, verse 19. It says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. Isn't that what, uh, what Hebrews talked about? Sat him down? Then it tells us far above all principality, all principality, say all principality, and power. He sat him down far above all principality and power and might and dominion. Now get this. He sat Jesus down at the right hand of the Father in heavenly places far above all principality, all power, all might and dominion and every name that is named. And not only in this age, but also that which is to come. So the name that he gave Jesus is above all principality, power, might, dominion, and every name that is named, that whatever name you can think of, that Jesus, his name became, came far above, came above it, came beyond it, all power and all authority. Amen. Hallelujah. So in the earth, Jesus operated as one that was an authority. And then when he sat down at the right hand of the Father, Jesus was given a name that's above every name, that every knee would bow and every tongue would confess. Why do I worship Jesus? Because he's seated at the right hand of the Father. Why do I shout and praise Jesus? Because he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. And every knee would bow and every tongue would confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Why do we worship Jesus? Because his name's been exalted above every other name. Yes. Hallelujah. And Jesus gave us his name that we will go in and we would operate. And that name is above every name. That name is above sickness. That name is above disease. That name is above poverty. That name is above every addiction. That name is above anything, above beyond all power, all authority, every might, every dominion. Hallelujah. And given him a name above every name. Now, not only in this age, but that which is to come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus became, Jesus became the I am on our behalf. Hallelujah. 
How excellent is his name in all the earth. And he said, he goes, given him, he says, given him an excellent name, a more excellent name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Matthew 12, you don't need to turn there. Jesus is talking and he's writing about Isaiah 42. And it talks about that in that name, in his name, in his name, the Gentiles would trust. Wow. Hallelujah. He, Jesus is reaching into talk about something that hadn't happened yet because he hadn't been given that name yet. Although in the earth, Jesus said, go in my name. And the disciples went about and said, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Hallelujah. Matthew 12. Let me, let me go ahead and turn there. Wasn't going to, but. Verse 15 says, but when Jesus knew it, he withdrew from there and great multitudes followed him and he healed them all. Say healed them all. Yet he warned them not to make him known that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet. Behold, my servant whom I've chosen, my beloved in whom my soul was well pleased, I will put my spirit upon him and he will declare justice to the Gentiles. He will not quarrel nor cry out, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break and a smoking flax he will not quench till... He sends forth justice to victory and his name Gentiles will trust. You see, when he sat down at the right hand of the father, justice turned, judgment turned to victory. When he sat down, victory took place. And it says in his name, the Gentiles would trust. So the one that Isaiah is writing about, it would be in that name that you and I would place our trust in. Hallelujah. Why? Because that name, that name as is above any and of every name. Yes. All principality, all power, all might, dominion, and every name that is named that the Gentiles would trust, that the Gentiles would come to a place where we have confidence and joy in that name. I tell you, I want us to grow and, and come to pass where we have the Lord's great confidence and great joy in that name. But if we just see, see him and use his name as a word of, lack of a better term, abracadabra. Right. Right. Using the name of Jesus is not a magic trick. And in Jesus' name. I'm not saying don't say that name, I'm not, but I'm saying it needs to come to a place. Do you know him? Because the Gentiles are come to the place where they put full confidence in that name. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Go to Acts 19. Acts 19. Acts 19. Verse 11. It says, Now God worked unusual miracles, 
Say unusual. unusual. Wow. Lord, I want to see some unusual miracles. Now, you got to remember, this, this, is, this is under the, 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 the New Testament church. This is under the dispensation of grace. And you say, oh, well, I sure would have liked to operate and, and, and walked in the days of Jesus. Uh-uh. Look at this. Now, God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. Then it says this. Now, some of the itinerant Jewish, Jewish exorcists <laughs> took it upon themselves to do what? To call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits. This is what I mean by abracadabra. They're like, abracadabra. They used his name to call the name of, name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, we exercise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, who did so. So now you had seven people and another guy all saying these things. We adjure you by, by, by Jesus, the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. That's a bad day. Verse 17, this became, now this became known both to all the Jews and the Greeks. I'm telling you, this hit social media. I'm telling you, they were talking. Did you see those eight naked people running down the street who tried to use the name of Jesus? <laughs> this became known both to all the Jews and the Greeks dwelling in Ephesus. Say Ephesus. Ephesus. Wait a minute, where, did it, where was Ephesians 1 written to? Ephesus, wasn't it a trick question? That Jesus has sat down at the right hand of the Father and the name that's above every name. And so, so both to all the Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, this happened in Ephesus. And fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. Wow. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. Hallelujah. The name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. The name of the Lord Jesus was declared everywhere they went. The name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's honor the name that we've been given. In Mark 16, he tells us, Jesus tells us, in my name, you will cast out devils. In my name, you will heal the sick. In my name. Hallelujah. There's power in this name. John 20, verse 30 through 31 tells us that we have life in that name. Life 
in that name. There's resurrection power in that name. Go to Acts 3, and I'll close with this. Acts 3, I'll close with this story. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Acts 3. A lot of us know the story. You had the two disciples that were going into the temple. They were going in to worship the Lord. And they saw a man that had been sick for all his life, placed at that gate every day. And they looked at him. He looked at them. And so they were looking on him, thinking that they could receive something. But yet the disciples said, silver and gold we don't have. But what we do have. What we do have. What we have in abundance. What we have filled to overflowing on the inside of us. What we have in abundance. What we're filled with. Verse 6 says, then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. What I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he leaping up stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising. Then they knew, then they knew, they knew that this was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened. Now as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John and all the people ran together to them to the port which is called Solomon's greatly amazed so when Peter saw it he responded to the people men of Israel why do you marvel at this or why so intently why look so intently at us as though by our own power or godliness one translates holiness we have made this man walk the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus. Let me remind us of something. What did Exodus 3 say? Go to the people. Tell the people. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. By this name, the I am name, I will be remembered for every generation. So what was Peter saying and what was he declaring? He was declaring something that these Pharisees and Sadducees knew. They knew Exodus chapter 3. And they're saying this servant Jesus is the same extension of I am that the I am that Moses talked about in Exodus chapter 3. So when they stood up and they said, hey, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate, whom he was determined to let him go, but you denied the Holy One and the just, and you asked for a murder to be granted to you, and you killed the Prince of Life, 
whom God raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses. Now, listen to this. And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has made him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So this name brought perfect soundness. And let's close with this. Acts 4, uh, four verse... Uh, Thank you, Father. Seven. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? <laughs> by what name, by what name have you done this? Then Peter filled with the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well? Let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. See, it's this name, he raised from the dead. And when he raised from the dead, what happened? He set him down in heavenly places and gave him a name far above all principality, power, might, and dominion. Hebrews chapter one, he sat him down and gave him a, gave him a more excellent name. So you let scripture interpret scripture. Hallelujah. By whom God raised from the dead. Hallelujah. That by the name of Jesus Christ of Nather, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him, this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is our salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Hallelujah. There is no other name given under heaven where we must be saved. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah, the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, as we use the name of Jesus, is no different the instructions that God gave Moses to declare to Pharaoh and to declare to the children of Israel. That same name and knowing that name is the same one that Daniel, that name, that one that rescued him, that one that got the three Hebrew boys out of the fiery furnace, the one that said, I will not bow and we will not burn. That same one know that he's in, the, he's in the lion's den and he lays down and he sleeps at night. Why? Because he knew his God. And as it was declared in Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, it says, they that know their God will be strong and they will do great exploits. Hallelujah. I don't just want us to know about Jesus. I want us to know Jesus. I don't just want us to know about the word. I want us to know the word. I just don't want us to decree the name of Jesus as it's of a magic trick, but I want us to declare the name of Jesus because we know all of heaven is backing us. We know that all of heaven is backing us. We know that, that every principality is subject to that name, that every disease is subject to that name, that cancer is subject to that name, that poverty is subject to that name, addiction is subject to that name, because when we use his name and we know that name, that name is a name we trust in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, Father, we praise you and we glorify. Hallelujah. We magnify the name. We magnify that name that's above every name. 
Oh, we magnify the name. We magnify the name. Thank you, Father. We glorify the name. Oh, we praise you, Father. Oh, we praise you, Father. We glorify that name. Thank you for the name. Thank you for the name, Jesus. Thank you for the name, Jesus. Oh, we trust in that name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you for the name. Thank you for the name. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Mm. Hallelujah. We thank you for the name. Praise you for the name. In the name. 